feel so lucky. But your ego obscures reality and you never bother to wonder why things are going so well. You wanna know why? I've been playing the outer worlds and I will like in every one player RPG that's been made since probably before fallout three, I'll make a save. Like if I'm just not feeling like RPGing, I'll Mm -hmm. make a save and then I'll just start shooting people. Oh yeah. Well, I was in this one town on one of the shit ass moons that they put you on in that game. And it was one of the independent factions that you'll find along the way, like the iconoclasts or something. And you're like, I'm straight up not having a good time right now, bro. And you <laughs> autosave and just shoot the fucking place up. Well, I uh, I tried to fight my way out of the town, like the little fucking splinter town that they have. I was getting my ass fucking handed to me. Now, I shot my way off an entire planet earlier in the game. Yeah, yeah. So, so the difficulty ramps up significantly for my play style. You know, it kind of, on the surface, feels like a Fallout game, but it's about puddle deep. Yeah, it really is. I'm really not in love with it as much as I thought I was. Oh, good. It's WebP time. Sweet. Um, that's really not going to work if you got the goddamn thing up to your head. Well, I don't have it up to my head. I have it in front of my face. I'm looking at your your brand new dog profile picture pulsate at me. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, um, how about them? them uh lakers in the world series this year i uh i think i saw mr hutchinson throw a touchdown in the the world series yeah And and then it went into triple overtime and he got on the shootout and somebody got nailed for icing too i forget what this is the Brubaker Brothers Sportscast. <laughs> yeah, we could do a show for ESPN. Somebody threw more like ASD. <laughs> no, there's definitely autistic guys that would be fucking schooling us on oh, that shit. I'll guarantee it. Probably know all the stats back to the first Super Bowl and all that shit. I'll guarantee I, it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am sports retarded. And I'm okay with that. There's only so much time in your day and, you know, as long as I don't have to fight with my wife over sports, that's one less thing to bicker about in this world, right? Yeah, true, because uh, I am sports 
I guess I would say I'm sports retarded also because I it's not one of my special interests. Yeah. So I don't give a flying fuck about it. I think um, you put no points into your character creation for sports. Exactly. Um, the fuck else is going on? This is a premium episode. We're behind the fucking wall of sleep. We are behind the wall of sleep. It is quarter to two. The the uh, scheduling constraints this week have been particularly nasty. Yes, they have. Um, my work schedule and my life schedule and yours have just not been driving at all. Recently. It's like fucking opposite of each other. But, you know, we, we found some time. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, Bevis. <laughs> That's my impression of Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. I, uh, I, I can't, I don't even think I can fucking shut up, ass wipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that was way, way fucking better than I could ever do. The thing is, with my Beavis and Butthead, I can actually do very good both of them. But I have to do it loud. I don't know what it is. Sometimes when I do an impression, I have to, like, fucking scream it out. And, like, with wife and child both asleep right now, I'd rather not wake them up for something so ridiculous. Like the drunken air horn night? <laughs> this just in. Okay, we're off to fairandbalancedfoxnews.com. Oh, shit. What is going on in this world, y'all? Let's look in the entertainment section. This is boring shit. So, do you think there's any uh, reality where Hillary doesn't get the superdelegate vote and end up the fucking majority lead and end up fucking losing again to Trump? Do, do I think there's any reality where that's not going to happen? Yeah. I think she has more power not as the president. Well, she can definitely get away with more murder like that. but <laughs> Yeah, sure can. Flat out murking folks. All that nonsense coming out that we've been spewing since day fucking one all right, about I'll... Epstein. I'll repeat it for the ones that don't listen to DFC. I uh, was talking last night. I saw, I think his name is Jesus. I don't want to fuck up his name. His name is Jesus. Dr. something. He he was a doctor. Okay. Forensic pathologist. He uh, sat in on the autopsy of Jeffrey Epstein. And um, he was doing a panel on Fox News. With four anchors, like three or four anchors. I, I'm really coming with half-truths and retardation here, but I watched the clip. I just didn't commit it to memory. Yeah, so, no, I get it. I so he's, that a lot. he's sitting there with at least three Fox News anchors giving his thoughts on this autopsy, and he said there's ligature marks on the neck that are consistent with a strangulation rather than a suicide. Jesus Christ. And... um. They even have the cloth samples of the ligature marks were made from, you know, and 
And he's like, it's my conclusion that I think this is a homicide case rather than a suicide. And the first anchor's like, so you're saying it's possible he didn't kill himself, but he was instead killed. And he's like, yes, that's precisely what I'm saying. And the next one's like, so let me get this straight. You're saying you don't think it was a suicide. You think it was a murder. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, they have to dumb down the news so much anymore for the least common denominator, you know? You know, I think a lot of the news media outlets have a similar to we've talked about before, man. They have like a, a playbook that they have to maintain within a certain uh, mindset Yeah. for views, for, for listens, for watches, whatever, you know, whatever platform they're on. And a lot of what that is, is um, reality versus what they're selling us. Yeah. Um, fuck. I just hit a wall. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I think the thing that's crazy about the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, and I thought this since the beginning, is despite the bipartisan bullshit, both sides of the fence are like on board with the this is fucking fake news. This is absolutely wrong. We were right at the verge, right at the precipice of breaking this bitch wide open. Mm hmm. But the super elites fucking put a stop to it, you know, and it's unreal to me because that's I think something like this is exactly what it would take for us to break through the two party system to realize that there's gray and not just black and white. You know, I uh, I honestly think that there is embedded in the human mindset too much of a binary um consideration for anything see i agree with that too when it comes to decision making when it comes to because in politics even like there is no centrist um like candidate that ever really gets too far. I think Bernie Sanders might be the only one that even has his name out there in the general fucking public. See, I and mean, as much as I'd like to see change, I don't think we'll ever see a socialist fucking president. No. I mean, because that's I mean, going to cause way too many fucking you want to talk about dissension in the ranks. You're going to have a fucking civil war on your hands at that point. Yeah, and I, people have been saying that for a while, but I think as long as we maintain a red versus blue mindset, we won't have another civil war. But if we have somebody that comes out from like a gray standpoint, mm-hmm. like a centrist, I think both sides are going to get angry. That's and then I mean. it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be everybody versus the government yeah. or, or, you know. Red versus blue versus the gov. The greens, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely, I think, you know. And that's and that's when the yellows come in and nuke us all. Well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We were talking about halo colors. That's what I was referring to. 
Team Purple. Team. That's what it was. No, it had to be yellow for it to work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cause, <laughs> sure did. Because uh, they don't like us, folks. Let's get one thing straight. They don't like us. There's a lot of folks that don't like us oh, as, yeah. as Western culture. Like we're still the um, the paramount of Western culture, even though like us living here, you know, it, it's it's really steadily declining. Yeah. As to and, you know, that's what Trump is. Well, it doesn't what, help. We have a fucking caricature as president. I mean, exactly. I can. I can admit that some of his policy is good and forward moving and shit, but he is a goddamned caricature if I've ever seen one. I mean, he he was the fucking head of a TV reality show that literally he had a catchphrase, you know, like what the fuck are we doing? Like, what's next? I mean, after he does his next four years which i've admitted in this hell world is probably next um hacho camacho mountain dew i would fucking love terry cruz in character to do that it would probably be a way better president than uh, the house of representing (laughs) (laughs) yep idiocracy if you haven't watched it you really should because that's what we're living in fuck yeah, like. Um, I mean, we're a couple swear words and a fucking AK blast in Senate from that being the truth at this point, you know? It, it, that's a sad reality, but yeah. And I mean, that's 500 years in the future. I still have yet to see a buttfuckers restaurant, but. Well, <laughs> you know, once um, once education is fully regarded as a waste of time as it's it's been for a very very long time yeah um you know once it the final few bricks are taken out of the bottom of it and education just falls off and it's optional to learn how to read and write for people at that point then we will start um just having things named whatever (laughs) i mean there's kids that start at work with me at this point that never had to learn cursive writing already. You know, that's how long that is ridiculous. That shit was required for us. Second grade. Yeah. And why? I still can't do a cursive Q. Why? A uh, capital cursive Q. It looks like a fucking Z. And it's like all under the line and shit. How many cursive cues have you had to do? Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Did you look it up? I'm looking it up right now. It's fucking goofy looking, dude. I don't even remember what it looks like. Oh, it it looks like a fucking two, a letter two, just a fancy one. Cursive capital Q. This makes for good audio content that should be one of the mottos of this show this makes for good audio content we do uh we do do a lot of you know maybe we should do a video podcast (laughs) (laughs) screen share just screen share yeah we'll just do a screen share thing 
you'll get to see the fact that for the first 15 minutes we were on, I stared at the time clock at my work, just taking the seconds by because I wasn't paying attention to it at all. Check out this one. That's what I am. I can't even fucking bring up the chat, yo. Okay. Oh, wow, that's real fancy. <laughs> it's fancified. It's fancy feast. Oh, man. Here's the thing. Like, I remember studying, like, not studying, but, like, working with calligraphy in art class. I remember doing cursive writing. Like, at what point did it become irrelevant? Was cursive it Cursive writing? Yeah, like... Ten years ago or so. Like, when the Internet 2.0 was launched, or what? Probably. I, I mean... At this point, yeah, it's probably 10 or 15 years on. 9-11 probably took down the cursive writing as well. That's what that, that's what happened. Yeah. It was September 11th. Yeah, jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but it can melt cursive writing. <laughs> <laughs> so here's something creepy. Um, the Amazon app on my iPhone... I was looking at not electric kettles, but like the uh, percolators for coffee, because I think I want to get out of the goddamn Keurig game. Because I was just thinking about getting back into it, but continue. I don't know. It's so fucking expensive. Like, yeah, for as much coffee as I'm drinking. Yep, that's what I was about to say. Once you drink as much coffee as like you or I do. Like, I'm drinking six cups of coffee a day or so, you know? And, like, six pods, you're talking... But, I mean, it's still less than going to Starbucks once. You know what I mean? Yes, it is. But, anyhow, what I'm getting at is I'm looking at the app tonight on my iPhone. So, I got on Chrome on the PC, and We Are Central PA is showing me ads for Amazon.com for the very percolator I was looking at. And you're not going to tell me that's nothing more than targeted ads, but, like, how did it get from my phone on the standalone app to Google Chrome on the PC? Are you signed in? No. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly that's what, what it is. is. Because you have, I just saw my dumb mug on there. Because you have a profile that is logged in. All your data is tracked through that profile. All right. This is, you remember back, it's probably been 14, 15 years when you were working on Google ad services and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That has mutated into a tentacled creature at this point. Oh, yeah. So all your metadata, all the things like that you search, that you're interested in, all the things that you find relevant on the internet has become advertising fuel. Nightmare fuel. All its tentacles have wormed its way into anywhere that has ad slots, anywhere that has um, an opportunity to present you randomized, uh, like Google's homepage, a lot of times will have things that are relevant to your YouTube subscriptions, like the channels that you subscribe to, your uh other media consumption some of your searches like if you don't log into that it just defaults 
to some random, you know, it probably behind the scenes statistics stuff that has the highest hits. Um, on a similar note, I I guess because I probably bought from one of those six dollar t shirt sites or whatever, they make custom shirts and shit. Yeah. And they're taking my metadata. I've been getting a lot of these targeted t shirt ads. Where and um through Facebook too? Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. So um one of the funniest recent Reddit sites I found is targeted shirts. I'm just gonna read this one to you. It is a veritable clusterfuck. Oh, speaking of, I posted one of them on Facebook tonight. It's ridiculous, and it made me fucking laugh so hard. Um, I gotta read it because it's so wordy, specific. No, yeah, it's now, very specific. I saw the post you're talking about. I'd rather be listening to Grammy award-winning 1999 hit "Smooth" by Santana featuring Rob Thomas and Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> that is very specific isn't it i uh i tagged my wife in it because she totally would wear that fucking shirt <laughs> but oh man Good. that was a pretty rad song i'll give it that oh it fucking slapped ass yo yeah that fucking guitar solo Let's look at top of all time. I don't want to read that one. Top of all time. I am a mom against vaping. And it's a dude. Looks like he's in his 20s. That's. <laughs> I uh, am currently hitting my vape. Okay. So I'm going to read this awesome targeted <laughs> shirt. No, I, I was saying that because. Um... You're a mom against vaping? Yep. Yes, I'm a spoiled wife, but not yours. I'm the property of a freaking awesome, which is spelled wrong, husband. He was born in September, and he's a bit crazy and scares me sometimes. Don't flirt with me. If you can read this, you're already too close. And yes, he bought me this shirt. I actually own a few shirts that are very wordy and very similar to that. Fuck out of here. Really? By choice? I did not buy them. We'll let that at that. Oh my god. This had to be photoshopped on after the fact. It's this muscular guy. Looks like he lives in the gym. And the back of his shirt has uh, the old stars and stripes. And it looks like a AR-15, maybe. Like silhouette. Okay. And the word says the only time this patriot takes a knee is to suck a hero officer's dick. (laughs) (laughs) Mandatory fellatio. Could could you fucking imagine? (laughs) You just go in for stock photos that they're going to use for like t-shirts and shit. And then you see that on Reddit years after the fact. It's like, what? I didn't the, say that. I mean, I think the there is such fucking irony poisoning going on. Oh, I found I found the picture for the fucking episode. Yeah, that's just it. I don't know what's satire anymore. Yeah, like what it It's so hard to fucking tell. 
The churches. <laughs> that, that fucking last line. I'm not just a father to an amazing daughter. I'm also a veteran who did four tours in Iraq, and I have chronic diarrhea. <laughs> what? So the name, um, you know, for a little behind the scenes, is Jet Fuel Melts Cursive Writing, <sighs> I think. <laughs> That's, oh, man. It just sometimes it all just comes together, doesn't it? Yeah. That's but definitely... back to the back to the irony poisoning conversation, man. Like society is literally fucking eating its own cyanide capsules. Yeah. And like, I thought you were gonna say a snake eating its own tail or sucking well, its own dick, because like. Well, I you know whatever metaphor works for you, that's fine. A I snake put... sucking its own dick—that's pretty much the internet at this point. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I, I mean, wonder. It's... I wonder what a Google search of that would find. Probably. <laughs> snake sucking its own dick. <laughs> Whatever the first result is, is the fucking photo. Oh, I'm I'm constantly trying to seek out new distractions. I gotta get off the internet, period. Because, like, between Reddit and Facebook, I just... It's nothing but waste of time, literally. Yeah, it's a time sink. It is. When I got fucking tons of books I could be reading, I could be starting another podcast, I yeah. could be... Or you know, anything. I mean, we were we've been building a about... pyramid. Instead, I'm on our woke kids, which is examples of incredible children who have amazingly developed senses of social justice that coincidentally mirror those of their parents. <laughs> I was in the bank with my five year old sister when we hear everybody get down. We all got down except my sister who said stealing is wrong and the robbers shot her. 78 times. <laughs> what? Stealing this, is wrong. This is so fucking satire, but it's like... The, well, and, the thing and is, it have... stops being satire when one person believes it or one person posts an example of something that they're not being facetious with it. Yes. We've discussed this before. Like, satire can only go so far. Well, and... And, and that's know... the come town argument. Okay, and Nick Mullen has said it as much. It's like there's only so much satirical racism you can do before you realize you're just a fucking racist, you yes, know? Exactly. And everybody is so goddamn irony poisoned and they try to put this proxy behind a wall of themselves that it's like, hey, this isn't really me. This is just the the this online persona. Yes. Yep. Yeah. But it's like, no, you're bleeding through a little bit, you know? Well, and um, I had an example, and it's going to come from a really strange source, probably. But um, Well, I just, I just name-dropped Come Town, the podcast, for about the hundredth time on either one of my podcasts. So, strange source, go ahead. I just watched The Devil Wears Prada. Okay. It's actually a really cool movie. I liked it. Um, well, it's got Meryl Streep in it, right? Yeah. And, She's uh, the ass queen of them all. So. Well, there was there was a really interesting um, idea that they they 
put across during it. Uh, the fact that like there's only a certain amount of people that are involved in setting trends for the masses. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who think they're being creative or, um, I guess, individual when they're still utilizing the tools of capitalism and society. Yeah. And it was the ideas of those few people that actually were given to that person who was trying to be creative and an individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's really shittily paraphrased, but... No, I follow them. Um, um, totally, totally fucking left Tokyo here. But you know what I think is funny? What's when that? she... When she broke into the uh, movie world, people tried to make out like Anne Hathaway was ugly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> this this gorgeous woman, they're trying to make out like she's ugly for what what was it? The Princess Diaries or I whatever? So, yeah. It's like, yeah, she's disgusting. Look well, at her. Was, she was a minor when she broke into um, film. You know what I mean? So you probably yeah. had a probably had a bunch of um people that were upset that she wasn't an adult i'm not so sure she was she was born the same year as me so oh, she's okay. 36 years old it says 2001 through 2004 was her debut and breakthrough well then yeah she would have been an adult my bad but they tried to make her out like she was fugly. It's the classic she's all that scenario where you put glasses and fake freckles on somebody and they're fugly. Well, and that give me a fucking break. There again, I mean, that's another socially constructed thing by a handful of people in a room that yep. have power and influence over the media and society. Like Jeffrey Epstein. Well, I think the fact that he he had access to wares if they had coin. Um, no, I won't even compare him to a Khajiit because that's <laughs> defamation of Khajiits. <laughs> oh, fuck. Did we? We had to discuss the Bethesda um, Fallout, Fallout first Ford. site. Yeah. Yes. Good God, is that funny? That was the end of our our last. Um, Sorry. No, no, no. That's that's just another one of those things that you said Khajiit, and it made me think of Bethesda, which made me think of the fact that they're too stupid to nail down their own website before they fucking launch a product. Like, oh, we didn't talk about that one, Mike. We talked about the Fallout first, um, like what they're doing with it, but we didn't talk about the fact that somebody hijacked that domain. <laughs> Hey, really? Really? It's jokes. Okay, if you go to falloutfirst.com, somebody literally took the name of Bethesda's product of it's a it's a premium site and let me add that a year and a half ago when Bethesda was launching Fallout 76, they said there would never be paid DLC and all the DLC would be free. Well, this is a this is a premium service, which is literally paid DLC that they're announcing for like 15 bucks a month, which is a serious fuck you to their fan base. And 
So they announced it, and the very same day, somebody on 4chan took and bought the domain falloutfirst.com because Bethesda, you know, kind of an oversight. Hey, everyone, just went didn't they kind of an oversight they didn't secure their own website so this guy took their um ad copy and bastardized the fuck out of it oh it it's fucking jokes too oh my god like i love the um there's for those that aren't video game players which is probably all of you at this point um there's a unit of in-game currency you can purchase. I think they're called atoms. That yes, you get sixteen hundred fifty atoms a month with this subscription, and they changed the copy to say sixteen fifty microtransaction points to pad my bottom line. It's it's just like sharp as fuck. This copy is amazing, and they just they're not even subtle jabs at this company that is on the spiral down. They're just going down at this point. I don't know what they're doing. I think so much of what the intent of the market is anymore is just, they, they saw the numbers when games first started doing microtransactions, man, it was it was new and people were against it. Well, and it was a hundred percent cosmetic in for the those most part, days. Yeah. For the most part, yes. In those days, it was usually shit like WoW or like. No, not even WoW didn't even implement it. Man, WoW was a paid service since two thousand and four. Okay, and what am was... I thinking then? It wasn't WoW. It was. I think I'm thinking of Path of Exile. Well, there were, I mean, to find the first one, I'd actually have to search that out. Yeah. But um, I know Star Wars: The Old Republic was ridiculous when it went free to play. Um, oh, no doubt. But uh, a lot of a lot of times, a lot of the games that if it had a paid service, like a paid mm-hmm. subscription, you didn't have other microtransactions actions at first yeah until they started seeing the math it's similar to um one i think colorado colorado was the first state to legalize marijuana recreationally yeah and then other states started seeing what they were actually pulling in on tax revenue and then other states started saying hey this makes a lot of sense this This is really really this would really really help us out so you know game companies started doing it like the first couple games did it and then everybody started doing it they started literally engineering these games oh to be predatory towards kids and the parents to be predatory like here's a lottery pack or here is you know here's a 70 dollar fucking flying horse mount that you can drive around you know what i mean you can look cool to your internet friends it, it makes me want to puke how bad they, uh, you know, try to make they try to make kids the prey at this point because Des is constantly trying to get me to get these free to play games, and like the whole fucking time he'll do like, say if it was Angry Birds, 
with every pull, you got to watch like a 30 second ad. So all I'm hearing is the same fucking ads over and over again with everything he's doing. And it's like, how do you even enjoy this? You know, (laughs) but it's the new paradigm. It's the new normal. It really is. I mean, I can't fucking that. That's enough for me to delete something. I've stopped playing games on my phone because that's a battery sink if I've ever seen it. But like from what I'm reading is that here again, Bethesda was the first one to institute microtransactions. Was it the horse armor? Fucking horse armor. Get out of here. Yep. From what the internet is telling me, I was gonna jokingly armor say horse armor. <laughs> well, and, and it's it's been something since 2006, man. April 2006, it was released its first planned expansion content for Oblivion. That release was the infamous horse armor pack for like, 200 Microsoft points. It was two dollars and fifty cents on the 360, and it was 199 on the PC. Through still way too much. Well, and it was aesthetic oh yeah and now you have what was the name of the good dlc from that that was worth the 15 dollars the crazy fucking jesus it's been too long since i played that game knights of the nine no the other one the the major isles yes the shivering isles where you go to shiogorath's land yeah yes that was worth 15 bucks some some content look I I believe in capitalism to a point. Yes. And sometimes it's worth money to me to throw down for additional content on, like, games is the biggest paradigm, biggest example of this. But, like, I don't know. It's kind of just like the same thing as an upsale at the movies. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you could spend... $19 $19 for a small popcorn or spend the 20 and get a large, you know? Yeah. It, what's an extra dollar? That's what's an extra bugging. dollar. That's, that's, but then Five. they delude you into thinking that that's a good deal because it's only a dollar more. It's like, yeah, it's still 20 fucking dollars, but yeah. For popcorn that I hate. Yeah. I hate the sound of popcorn. When I had full, like my, my original teeth, what happened of- to us? I think we're the only two I know. I didn't know this about you, but I think we're the only two I know that are absolutely disgusted by popcorn. The exception to that for me is uh, caramel popcorn. I will fuck with that once in a while. It but doesn't like, make the same sound in my mouth. No, it's like squashing bugs or something. Well, it's just it's it. It's worse than nails on a chalkboard. I can deal with nails on a chalkboard. I mean, people always use that as a basis of comparison. Yeah. But the sound of popcorn against tooth enamel is literally maddening. Like listening to somebody chew with their fucking mouth open. You know, I I said to Kaylee the one day, and I don't think she understood how serious I was. Because I'll tell you, there's one other thing that does this to me. Um and Des fucking antagonizes me with this. It reminds me of cicada wings or something. Oh, God. When when uh, popcorn touches my teeth, it just feels like cicada wings. But the other thing that is just a nightmare to me and Des will fuck with me is if you, like, 
screech a latex balloon across your fingers, I will get my skin will fucking crawl, dude. See, that doesn't that doesn't get me nearly as bad. It it is one of those things that has like the um genetic memory impulse of fear or it institutes like some amount of uh I don't know what that response even is. Fight or flight. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it institutes such a fucking um reaction. You know what I mean? Like instinctually. Like, I have no control over it. It's similar to what people call, well, what science calls a phobia. Like, there are people who are legit, irrationally, unexplainably afraid of things. Oh, my God. Like, there are people who are introverts who claim to be terrified to go into public. Now, I get anxiety in large groups. I get anxiety in really large groups, in public, Walmart, but I'm not afraid. Now, I don't know how to quantify that with people. I feel like I'm socially anxious, but I think it's just anxiety spillover because I'm not anxious around people. I'm just an anxious person. Yes. Because, I mean, fuck, I got two podcasts, for Christ's sakes. I don't really care. I, I, I used to ace public speaking because i could project my voice and i don't give a fuck you know what i mean well and a lot of times i think it is the amount of things to pay attention to all at any given point in time like i can drive on the highway 80 miles an hour and not have an issue yeah um but if there's too many cars moving and i have to try to calculate like Who's doing what all at the same time? Yeah. I start getting anxious. If I go into Walmart and there's and it's busy, you know, I have to like look down and put blinders on or I'm looking to see like what people are doing. Like See, I don't I don't get that way in public, but the the traffic thing definitely fucks me up. I still won't do inner city driving. Like, we lived we lived in Altoona. We lived in Altoona for a little bit, and I mean, it's it's not like a huge city, but it's pretty big. That's a far cry from city driving, though. But there's some some areas that I honestly could not drive in for a little I, while when we first moved there because I just couldn't keep up with the I absolutely of it. I absolutely hate driving in the Juniata district and yeah. down by the hospital. That's that section can pound sand because like. That's it's, actually where we lived. We were three blocks from the hospital. Yeah, it's fucking terrible down there. And it's just because it's all one way into one way and fucking bullshit and on ramps into off ramps and shit. It's like you're trying to be a city and this is a small town, you know? Yeah. Altoona's a joke. To think I used to think that that was terrifying driving. I, uh,. I got used to it after living there, and I think it it bettered me as a driver, yeah. and it allowed me to have a little bit more control of my anxiety level, honestly. That's so, good. So I think a lot of the fear-based anxiety, I guess, you know, the more you do something, the, the less bothersome it becomes. 
So yeah, repetition will break down stigmatizing everything, you know. But I think like for people who claim that they're like phobic, like agoraphobia, isn't that? Or no, that's the fear of going outside. But um, you know, I think it translates. Like no, you're basically on the same. That's the same wheelhouse. Yeah. It's the disorder in which you fear and avoid places or situations where you're afraid you'll panic. Basically, fear of going outside. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, obviously. But, uh, you know, there there is a certain um, credence to doing irrational things to combat irrational things and i know that sounds radical of me but look at other aspects of psychology for instance yeah like they used to uh and they still do in some cases lobotomize people i don't think they still do that it's called something different but uh electroconvulsive therapy still exists Electroconvulsive is totally something different, though. Not Electroshock therapy and transorbital lobotomy are two way different things. Maybe my definition of transorbital lobotomy. Transorbital is- lobotomy is literally when they would stick an ice pick through your hole of your eye into your fucking frontal lobe and just swish it around. Electroconvulsive <laughs> therapy, they would put like shock paddles to your brain in hope of jump starting your brain a little bit. Yes. And it's still used. I don't know. You could say some people say that it's cruel and unusual or whatever, but there's a hell of a lot more proof that electroconvulsive therapy is beneficial than a fucking, you know, just whack your brains out into scrambled eggs and scrapple well, but there there's there's still um people that get holes cut in their skull and sections of their brain removed and i mean there's still really really crazy fucking um irrational you know surgeries that i'm trying to read through this also but yeah read through what the transorbital lobotomy. Uh, <clears throat> so yesterday, there's a really good Sawbones episode on that. Sawbones is Justin McElroy and his wife's yeah. podcast. Yeah, one... she's a doctor and shit, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, it's crazy medical history. There's a really good episode on transorbital lobotomy. The guy literally had a lobotomy mobile. He would go from city to city and just see how many he could whack out in a day. Wow. Fucking disgusting, dude. So yesterday, big news in the alternative emo punk world, uh, My Chemical Romance is back together and they're doing a reunion tour. Not to be outdone, today, Rage Against the Machine said they're fucking back. So My Chem, I'm kind of like, man, I'd love to see the show that Kyle and I were supposed to see like 10 years ago at this point. I mean... You, you've heard that story, right? Keys and I got to Brace Jordan Center, and um, we were supposed to see Muse and My Chemical Romance, and we figured out at the restaurant beforehand that they were canceling it. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because they all had fucking food poisoning and you want to talk about a damper on a day. That was just like, what the fuck? And Muse is low key. One of the coolest fucking rock bands out there. They're just doing some weird shit. I would say they're heavily inspired by Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Um, they're doing weird shit with their guitars, dude. Well, and, and there is there is definitely a line that people are afraid to go past when it comes to creativity. And, and Tom Morello fucking kept moving that shit. Tom Morello never stopped either. Yeah, he's still from you could, the time Rage Against the Machine stopped. You know, he you could argue that you could argue that Zach just turned tail and ran for a while. I think it's definitely time for Rage to come back, but um, it couldn't happen at a better time. I don't I think, think I don't think it's going to change anything, but at least no. we'll have some angry fucking music to listen to. Well, and maybe maybe the right youth will hear it as we did when we needed to and yeah. you know i you know that whole i guess mindset the fuck you i won't do what you tell me the the independent thinking m- mindset you know sticks with me today and it you know honestly if it wasn't partially for rage against the machine um I can't necessarily say that I wouldn't, you know, I can't say that I wouldn't be as independent thinking as I am. You know, and I I feel like you're probably the same as me. I'm not saying Battle of Los Angeles is not as good, but um, I feel like the first two albums were just fucking straight fire at the right time in my development. Absolutely. Um, Self-titled and... Evil Empire, just to this day, I will listen to them at least once a month. And like I said, Battle of Los Angeles, still fucking good. Some of the biggest hits are on that, but um, I don't know what it is. Every time I hear the song Freedom, it takes me back to being a little kid watching that video and hearing the story of Leonard Peltier and just fuck Which he is... Still yep. alive and still incarcerated. Still in jail. Yeah. Um. What was it during the summer? Was uh, Woodstock '99's twentieth, twentieth, twentieth anniversary? And um, Zach, before they played Freedom, says brother Leonard has been in for twenty years now, and that's twenty years past. So yeah. So he's been forty, 40 years. Yeah. Wow, check this out. I just went to Leonard Peltier's Wikipedia page. Peltier is incarcerated at the United States Penitentiary Penitentiary Coleman in Florida. Mm. Peltier became eligible for parole in 1993. His next scheduled parole hearing will be in July 2024. What the fuck for? God. Apparently, on January 18th, 2017, the Office of the Pardon Attorney announced that President Barack Obama had denied Peltier's application for clemency. <laughs> you would have thought Obama. he would. Yeah, you would have thought he would have done it as a uh, look. We're brothers. Thing. You know. Well. 
like like the man hasn't even if he is guilty of what they say he's guilty of which i would argue he's not but even if he is like he hasn't done his fucking time at this point when there's people that literally go drunk driving kill people's babies and do nine months in jail and get out or rape children or rape women or you know and he's defending his family and fuck this I think fucked. I think it's still um, a basis of politics at this oh, point. certainly because it was federal agents and it wasn't just a random civvy you know yeah and he was um apparently a part of the american indian movement aim mm-hmm. um and i know the government and aim not very long ago there was an issue over the uh the water rights was that like two years ago or something yeah you remember the standoff that took place yeah i do Man, that was another shit show of the United States government and native the native peoples of, you know, the land. It's interesting that you bring that up. I was that's real interesting that you bring that up. Um I happened upon a deathcore metalcore band that I'm now going to be a fan of. Um they put out the song two years ago so maybe this incident was a little further behind i'll send you a link but it's uh fit for an autopsy the song's called black mammoth and it's basically about that standoff i've I've heard of it for uh fit for an autopsy the video gives me extreme rage against the machine vibes the music sounds like gojira nice meets suicide silence or something it sounds okay. like sounds like mitch screaming from suicide silence with gojira playing because i'm talking some fucking bass drops in this shit you know and it's it's worth checking out <laughs> here's a funny um kind of just to jump back to the leonard peltier thing and then uh i was looking at the like the page because it's very whoopsie daisy (laughs) (laughs) anyhow the two special agents of the fbi that were quote unquote dead yeah um they don't even have wikipedia pages like their their names are there and the link is there but it says page does not exist it's because their name was robert paulson it doesn't matter in the end you know well yeah i mean that's a good, uh, very, very good reference. I mean, in Project Mayhem, their name didn't fucking matter. The The point got across. They made a good fucking example of the Native Americans that we goddamn mutilated, destroyed, fucking sectioned off their house, you know? Yeah, which is, I don't know, man. Like, as I said... It, it, there is no better time than here. There's never, no better time than now for Rage Against the Machine to come back. I'm hoping. I'm hoping they're like 
deep in studio ready to pull off a fucking I don't know, tool level reunion album, you know? Yeah, because uh, Fear Inoculum was pretty fucking rad, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the fact that uh, Danny Carey's already saying they're st- they had enough material to drop a double album says to me we'll probably see another tool album in their life. So, so not 13 years from now? No, Danny said. There's no way it's going to take that long again. But Danny was the one that was trying to keep the band together the whole time they were dealing with lawsuits and shit because I guess the 13-year thing was lawsuits and all that shit. I don't know. I didn't really dig into it because I'm pretty much over the mythos of the band tool. I just want the music to stand for itself, and I fucking love that last album, so... I'm, well, did, maybe I'm getting too old, but then the mythos of it used to be so awesome to me. And now it's like, fuck you. Just put out an album, please. <laughs> you well, know? And if I can kind of side note that the mythos of it definitely was a, a very big drive for me for a while mm-hmm. for the alternate spirituality aspect of the human vessel you know what i mean the human body for me and at this point even the relevancy of talking about it or like still i don't know embedding in it like i don't know if if i lost my religion again or what the um push away from it is for me but like you know it it just doesn't matter. It feels irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I follow you and I feel pretty similar there. Like, is that something that like happens to religious people to I don't know. I feel like you're faith? asking the wrong person because we have a lot of parallels <laughs> in our life, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's more of a an engaging the audience. If, uh, hypothetical, theoretical, like, you know, we all live, we all breathe, we all believe something's going on out there. You know what I mean? Is there times in anyone's life that that shit just falls off? I, uh, I'm playing this game. I can't even remember for the life of me what right now what it's called. I think it's called After Party. It's uh, It was free this month on Xbox Game Pass. But, I mean, I want to talk about the story of it so far, not so much the fact that it's a video game. The story of it is these two teenagers, I guess 20-year-old, 20-somethings, fresh out of college, uh, wake up in hell, not realizing that they died. And okay. um, they're... Their spirit guy that's basically going to take them to see Lucifer is like, all right, let's get one thing out of the way. All human religions are partially right and mostly wrong. And I feel like that's a pretty good analogy for it because, you know, people have spiritual events in their life and something. Maybe they get close to a truth of it, but 
I don't think any of the living know what comes after and to fight yeah. and die for it is just fucking crazy, you know? Well, I uh, think I, it's a lot of that translates to fighting for a way of living that people are comfortable with. I think it's it's less about the faith in my belief versus your belief, but it's a it's a fight for maintaining a comfortable way of living the most effective soldier is taking a comfortable person and putting them in an uncomfortable situation yeah it's a trial from god himself not really no no um (laughs) oh my god um I fucking cracked myself up on DFC last night. I told you this already, but I wanted I wanted the crowd that maybe doesn't listen to that show to hear it at least. Um, we were talking about how it's now, it was the 1st of November, now it's the 2nd of November, and there's all these stupid causes like no fap November and no shave November and something like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I had this epiphany. <laughs> I'm like, what if it was no vax November, and if your baby <laughs> and if your baby lives through November, you win. <laughs> See, that would be that would be problematic. <laughs> Everything I say is <laughs> a lot of times, yeah. No va- but no vax November just made me fucking laugh so hard. <laughs> Because there's so many people that believe the shit. Yeah, there is. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just baffling to me. I, I Like, let's I, bring measles back, y'all. Yeah, how about smallpox? That shit I'm, was legit. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. It eradicated the American Indians. Let's fucking fuck with that again. No, <laughs> I'd rather not, actually. I would like to die from whooping cough. Yeah. How about scarlet fever? <laughs> Let's just name a bunch of shit that we've inoculated against that we're bringing back as a human society. Diphtheria. What <laughs> the fuck <laughs> even was diphtheria? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got it. Who gives a fuck? Yep. I got my booster shots. I can't think of the last time. I do remember when I got an MMR last. It was uh, when Dez was born. They made me get it. So I didn't give him rubella. It's like, but I don't have rubella. Are your vaccines not working? What? (laughs) What? Okay, so diphtheria. I, I I have to know. Are you saying that your vaccines don't work? Because I shouldn't ever need to take them again. Wow. (sighs) Apparently, it causes a thick covering in the back of the throat. It can lead to difficulty breathing, heart failure, paralysis, and even death. Sweet. Yeah, let's bring that back. it's It's the slime. (laughs) <laughs> it's a sheet of thick gray matter that covers the back of the throat, making breathing hard. Apparently, it makes you grow another membrane in your throat. 
Yes, why not? It grows a hymen in the back of your throat. Copy that. So all you need to do is suck dick. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You gotta pop your throat virginity and you can rid you. Why why would I need a vaccination? I'm sucking dick. (laughs) Here's an official statement from the CDC. All you have to do to prevent diphtheria is suck a dick. Suck a fucking dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. If you believe that one, you should probably breathe some fucking dirt. (laughs) Maybe even pound sand. (laughs) Uh, Fucking love you guys. We'll see you next time. Later.